Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to another issue of Comic Book Tales. Um, today I want to talk to you... It's a strange way to put it, and I, I'm not really sure how this is going to come out, so please bear with me as we talk about it. I was watching some of the uh, behind-the-scenes and making of documentary for uh, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, and one of the characters, uh, Adam Driver, who plays Kylo Ren, made a comment. He said, I was trying to get in the head of this this bad guy, you know, perceived bad guy, and I thought to myself, does he... Does he truly believe himself to be evil or does he truly think he's in the right and everybody else is just wrong? That what he's doing is the right thing. Because if you remember, there's a line in the movie about I'm being tempted in, by the light, meaning the good side of the force versus the dark side of the force. And it got me thinking about uh, comic characters and comic villains per se. Um, and, and I'm, I'm going to touch on this in a different episode. I'm sorry, a different issue with another gentleman um, to take get his take on this. But I thought I'd at least explore it from from my own perspective. And does does the evil person perceive themselves to be evil? And it's a hard one to put into place because we don't really think about that. We think of black and white, good and bad, evil and evil and uh, not evil. Um, but if we look at some of the characters in the Marvel universe. Are they evil in the in traditional sense, or are they just perceived evil? And we, we've heard this, you've heard this before. Uh, history is written by the victors. So in a historical text, the victor will typically portray the loser as evil, as bad, as not, not as good as us. Uh, and that's sometimes the case. But if you look back in history and look at uh, Hannibal versus the Romans, Carthage versus the Romans, were the Romans the good guys? Were the Carthaginians the bad guys? I don't think it's clear cut for some of those things. Um, now you get to World War II. Was Hitler evil? Yeah. But wasn't Stalin evil too? But he was on the side of the Allies. I mean, it, it's it's a tough, it's all a perception thing. So if, if, a, if you can perceive yourself to be evil, then I guess you would think of yourself as evil, but if you don't perceive what you're doing is the wrong direction for you and for whatever you're fighting for, you know, one man's freedom fighter is another man's uh, terrorist. That's, we've heard that bantered around a little bit as well. So it, just looking at some of the characters in the Marvel universe, is the kingpin evil? I mean, he's called the kingpin of crime, but that's not a name that he calls himself he calls himself the kingpin, you know, but he doesn't consider himself the kingpin of crime. He considers himself, this is how I make a living. This is what I do. This is who I protect. I protect my family, I protect my interests. But is he evil in in the same way that maybe um, Ultron? Is Ultron evil? Or is Ultron trying to create, that, that, that's probably an even better example. Is Ultron evil? His methods would be perceived as evil. His outcomes would certainly be perceived as evil by humans, 
but by other robots and other artificial life forms, would he not be trying, wouldn't he not be a savior for them? He's creating a world where they're dominant, where they are um, the only life forms on the planet. Would that not be the perception of, of an, an AI thinking, okay, Ultron, you're ushering in a new era. You're getting rid of the humans. As you said, human beings are inherently violent, inherently dangerous as a group. So if I get rid of humans, that's the best way to make a future that's better. We see that in sci-fi stuff all the time. Is this not a better way to create a world? You know, if you're the human, no. If you're the artificial intelligence, yeah. So it's a perception thing. Um, Magneto, he's another example. Magneto is fighting for what he perceives as the slights what the rights of mutants because he is a mutant and he's seen that he's seen the torture, um, by the Nazis. He's seen the fear and loathing from the general population towards mutants. He is trying to make, he said, if you're going to be afraid, you're going to be very afraid. I'm going to make you very afraid. I'm fighting for my mutants. He doesn't tend to harm other mutants. And only when he's forced to, he doesn't do things typically that will cause death to other people. But if it happens, it happens. So is he evil or is he trying to make a better world for his kind? And can, can you fault him for that? I mean, think about that. Can you fault Magneto for not wanting to be um, tortured and killed by what he perceives to be the general population who wants to torture and kill him or put him in a camp or exterminate him. Can you fault him for fighting back? I think that's where in, in the comic world, it's tough. It's easy for us to say, yes, I'm on the side of captain America. I'm on the side of Iron Man with civil war. We can talk back and forth about that, but is Magneto wrong from his perspective? Now, I would contend that any group who tries to marginalize or, and destroy another group is probably is probably not on the side of good, but may not necessarily be evil, depending on how far they take it. Uh, marginalizing is one thing. Killing is another thing. Uh, I'm not talking about animal rights versus human rights. Um, that's long been settled in my mind. Um, you know, the, the animals are, are for our purposes, for our needs. Uh, but from an animal's perspective, is this good? <laughs> I would contend they probably don't think it's a positive. We don't know what they think. We we just assume. But getting back to the comic books, is it tougher? Is it tougher to perceive maybe a Doctor Doom who wants to rule the world, uh, or a Red Skull who wants to rule the world and destroy everything in his path? Is that an easier sell from an evil perspective? I'd say for the Red Skull, yes. For Doctor Doom, again, that's a that's a tough one because yes, he does things that aren't positive from the general perspective, but he thinks he can do a better job of running the world. Now, is he right? Probably not, but he thinks he can. He believes he's smart enough. He's talented enough. He's got the administrative abilities. He's got the skill. He's got the everything needed to run the world. 
So his overriding goal is to run the world. So I guess I would contend in the Marvel Universe, there's very little pure evil. Uh, I would put the Red Skull in the pure evil. I would put... um, It's tough to put Thanos in pure evil because his perception is death is something I court. Therefore, everything else has to follow that. And I'm powerful enough to make that happen, so therefore, I make that happen. Uh, He's probably, probably closer to evil than... Than some of the other guys, but Magneto is he not? Is he pure evil? No, I don't believe he is. Is Ultron? No, again, I'm not on the side that he wants to save, but I don't think he's pure evil. I think he is not even misunderstood. We understand him correctly. His goal is to destroy us, but from his perspective, he is an artificial intelligence. Why wouldn't he want himself to be the dominant being on this planet? Well, he would. We do. We think we are. Why can't he? Why can't he think he's made like us? Why can he not think the same thing about himself? So when you're looking at the comics, it's easy to get into the black and white, but it's not as easy to actually get the black and white because when you dig deeper, and I think this is the intriguing thing about comics, there's not a lot of absolutes in comics. You know, there's not a lot of absolutes in life, but there's not a lot of absolutes in comics. Captain America isn't 100% good all the time. He has his petty nature. You know, if you read some recent Captain America where he was aged when the Falcon took over as Captain America, he was petty with uh, Reed Richards and Hank McCoy. He was petty towards them because he felt like he was on the outside and they'd mess with his mind and they, they'd done things they shouldn't have done. He's, you know, holier than now, but he seemed like a grumpy old man. He, he wasn't the, the dashing young warrior. He was a grumpy old man and it was very evident. And that's obviously that's the way the, the writers wanted to portray him, but he, he wasn't, he wasn't everybody's favorite guy. Um, you know, an Iron Man, he's narcissistic, but he also deep down, he wants to help people and his way of helping is doing these things. Again, sometimes, sometimes that absolute power thing gets a hold and you realize no one person should have all this power because you just can't, you can't wield it correctly. You can't have absolute power without taking it too far. You know, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and that's probably true in the Marvel Universe as as in life. And we've talked about it many times. The Marvel Universe is a reflection of the world in which we live in. It's it's got extremes to a point, um, but it it definitely reflects what we see in our real world. Uh, And I think that's where it's a challenge sometimes. But it's also interesting. There are layers and depths to these characters that you just have to read into a little bit more. You just have to learn a little bit more about them. Um, even the evil ones, some of them are more developed than others. And certainly if you just look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're not going to get that same nuance about these characters. But there's a lot of backstory. There's 50-plus years of backstory for a lot of these characters. And you just have to go back and look at them. Look at the Red Skull. Look at Ultron. Look at Doctor Doom. Look at Magneto. Look at these characters who are considered evil even loki is loki evil i think loki feels like he was never loved he feels like he was adopted and lied to for most of his life and then he could never compete with thor he was never he was never a warrior in a society that values warriors 
He was never that guy. So he did what he could do. It's the classic Cain and Abel story if you really look at it. It's Adam having Cain and Abel. Adam being Odin, um, Cain being Loki, and Abel being Thor, where the value is put upon the children of that of that society, where Adam values what and the Lord values what uh, Abel brings and dismisses what Cain brings. And, and Loki is in the same vein. Uh, so it doesn't, it's not that big of a stretch to say Loki isn't necessarily evil. He just wants, he wants to be recognized as being important too. And he feels like he can never get that. He can never get that. So he's the perpetual screw up in the family, the adopted kid who's the screw up. Now Thor hasn't necessarily treated him that way. Always. But there were times when he did. He made fun of Loki. But Odin has kind of been one-sided and really diminished um, Loki in his eyes. And that's that's eaten away at him. And he's done things that, you know, a loved son or perceived to be loved son would probably not have done to harm his parents and to harm his society. So not truly evil, but he's portrayed as evil. Uh, he's the genesis for the Avengers. He's the genesis for a lot of the early stories in the Avengers and, and the Marvel Universe that involve – he's the god of mischief, but some would say the god of evil, the god of problems uh, per se. So it's it's a tough one to wrap your mind around. But I guess when you're reading any comic in the Marvel Universe, look at it from that perspective. Try to put yourself in the perspective of the bad guy. And I'm not saying that they're all good. I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm saying they're somewhere in between. No, Again, nobody's an absolute evil for the most part, maybe the Red Skull. Nobody's absolute good. Even Captain America has his down days and has his times when he's just a grumpy old man. And I think that's where you have to look at these people. They're nuanced more than you can possibly imagine because they have to be. You couldn't tell the same Captain America story from 1941 till today and not be bored out of your mind. So you have to nuance these characters and you have to get to know them. They have to be people. And again, we talked about this in other issues, but the fact that these people are fallible on the hero side makes them relatable, makes them very relatable. And it's what made the Marvel age what it was. DC had forgotten that they had not made them fallible. Superman was infallible. He was perfect. Everything about him, perfect man that made him less entertaining to uh, the crowds as time went on, as the, as um, people buying comic books. That's fallen off a little bit for Marvel, but there's still a lot there. We love Wolverine. Is Wolverine perfect? No, he is not. He's a flawed human being who we like because of his loyalty, his tenacity, his ability to push through all the all the crap that comes through in life. That's what we like about him. We we don't always give the same credit to the villains. And I think we do a disservice because they are more than one dimensional villains. They have other needs. I mean, we don't, you don't typically see what they do in their off time. You just see them scheming. You just see them trying to get one past the, the heroes, but they have downtime too. You know, they go home and they spend time with their family or their, their kids or, their mother and father or whatever. I mean, using examples, not that we've seen most of that, but Loki goes home to Asgard and he has to spend time with his mother and father. You know, 
I don't feel loved, but I got to spend time with them at the holidays, such and such. That kind of thing. Think about that when you're reading these stories, and it'll give you a deeper perspective on what you're reading. I think you'll, I think you'll find it very intriguing to look at these comics from that perspective as well. Not saying they're not completely misunderstood. They are. They're not misunderstood in a lot of cases. They they have these tendencies where they're the extremes of of human behavior, and therefore that's why they act out. But they're not as bad as you might have thought of them. They're not as good on the other side as you might think of them as well. So just think about that. Is is there anything like pure evil? I don't think so. I think there is uh, degrees of that. And uh, I think when you read the comic books in that fashion, you're going to find a much deeper appreciation for the stories and for what went into making those stories. Look for those little clues that say there's a little bit more here than you probably realize. So, again, look forward to your comments. Uh, this story actually came up uh, with one of my comments, and I'm just going to get that gentleman on with an interview, and we're going to talk about this further in another episode uh, when we can put it all together. But I think it's important for you to send on send what you think, send what your thoughts are, send what your questions are, because that way I can relate to them. I can probably put them in a perspective, and it makes me think, and again, it makes me think about the comics I'm reading. So I like when you guys send me stuff because it helps me look at it from your, your view and, and look at it maybe from the innocence of not knowing enough yet. It makes me go back and, and think of it from those that perspective, and I like that. So please keep sending your, your uh, questions into uh, info at hannatreeproductions.com. Um, you can hit, hit me up on Twitter at Comic Book Tales, and I look forward to getting your comments and questions. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.